Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash, here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Guys... Um, first, I think the first half of uh, summer league's done. Now we're moving on to Vegas. We're going to uh, Eric's neck of the woods. So uh, it's, uh, it's exciting yeah. stuff. Eric, you're gonna go check out uh, Terquavion Smith. Yeah, I'll watch it from home. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a chance to drive by the Sphere yet, uh, Eric? Yes. It's pretty is interesting. It as, cool, is it as cool as all the you know kind of evolved, but yeah, the thing is massive. Yeah, it looks looks That's awesome. Cool. Now I might be this might sound dumb. What, what what is that? I've seen all the images and stuff. Is that is there like anything inside of that, or is that just yeah, like, it's a, like a seventeen thousand seat um, concert venue? Concert venue and oh, fights. Yeah. They're gonna have fights there too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, damn. Must be some of the best technology ever, dude. It's they, they said there are gonna be so many car accidents or people just being distracted by looking at it when they drive by. That's really weird. It's massive. It, it it's. It's crazy. You got to see it. Like when you know when I when I first moved here, I'm like, "What is that?" And I had to look it up. So, but it's different when that thing is lit up. It's the biggest sphere in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would imagine. There's yeah, another. Yeah. I think there's another one in England. I think in London, maybe. But yeah. Is that like the the, the sphere thing? That's that's an actual thing that's in other countries. I didn't even know that was a. I, I think so. I think it's other places. Yeah, but nothing like nothing like that. They, they took it to a whole new level. Yeah, was, yeah it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. So okay, uh, obviously we, we mentioned a little bit about summer league. Um, uh, I think one of the biggest takeaways is uh, kind of the athleticism we have in that summer league squad. Uh, uh, Ricky Council, the fourth, I believe he's the fourth, and then Turquavion Smith have been the two guys uh, that everyone's talking about. Are two two guys we picked up who uh, were top 50 guys and most uh, experts uh, lists coming out for the draft. Um, so they, they've looked really well during summer league so far. But um, I think the main thing a lot of us Sixers fans are pretty uh, restless about is just kind of our roster and uh, what's been going on with, um, I guess, the moves we've made or the moves we haven't made so far. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're going to get into all that this episode. Quick, I got a quick question for Eric on the summer league. I know he had a good game last game or two games ago. I think he had like 18 points, but – are you worried that Springer is not, I guess, dominating more than he is, being like an elder statesman of like, the summer league? No, I mean, I think that um, you he's, he's proven most of it in the G League. You would like to see him be a little more consistent, um, but we'll see how it goes in Vegas. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, you look forward to that. I mean, I think that he wants to, especially if he wants to take that jump and – into the rotation and that's yeah. a direction they can go. Um, it wouldn't, I'm not totally discouraged. I just feel like, you know, he, it's probably time to show some little more consistency, um, but you know, the young guy and hopefully he can, he can, he's able to do that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's younger than some of these draft draftees. Yeah. So it's like, it's even though he's been in the league, he's yeah. a baby. So. Yeah, and also last night's game, too, uh, a lot of Sixers fans were upset the way Springer has been playing, and everyone was talking about Zaire Smith scoring 11 points last night in, in that game oh, against uh, – <laughs> Always trying to start. 
Good for Zaire. Hey, I hope he resurrects his career. Yeah, for sure. Um, Eric, uh, have you ever seen? Because uh, I mean, not last night, but the, the the two games before that, Nurse was the head coach for the summer league. Have you ever seen the new uh, new head? Yeah, coach? I've seen that. The, 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 you know, head coach that just got jobs that will kind of coach the first game or two. Yeah, I've seen that before. Okay. Is there any kind of like uh, what will be kind of the um, the plus in, in doing that with, with summer league guys more so? Is, is that more is that more plus for the guys who will be getting? Uh, making yeah, guys that are kind of um, around and will be in camp will kind of get sort of a feel of what they're going to run. Um, a lot of times former players will come around. I mean, not former, but current players will come around and kind of see the system sometimes practice or sometimes play, play with the guys. And so you get a feel for how it's going to work. So you'd like to have the head coach kind of be around. Sometimes they do practice, but then don't coach the games. Um, so. And supposedly nurse was stopping drills to, uh, to give uh, Springer and the guys some extra coaching. Springer said he's never seen that before. So a little indirect shot at uh, a doc a little bit yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, I don't you – know, Springer, has, I mean, he's a young guy. I mean, he hasn't really seen much. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and and because uh, I saw that quote, I don't think because a lot of Sixers and fans interpreted it that way. There was a shot at doc. I know, I know they did. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to, though. Yeah, you know? I mean, just because of – Head coach stops in summer league and doesn't make it him better than another guy. So no, no, no. Some no. coaches may be like, "Hey, it's your thing. You handle it." So it's not yeah. either way. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but so far it's been it's been fun watching some of these guys out there uh, during summer league. Um. I think Terquavion's been like I keep mentioning him. I think he's going to be. I, I think he's going to get. I think he's going to get a spot on the uh, a, a chance to be on the other roster and he's actually going to do some damage. Yeah. Um, That'd be nice. Like like Eric always says, you know, if if you can shoot the ball, I mean, there's always, there's always a spot for you in the league. I mean, and he can he can knock it down. Yeah, especially on the Sixers, if you can shoot the ball, then um, we'll eventually you know cut you for uh, tax purposes, and you'll be able to shoot with someone else eventually, <laughs> like all the other guys that we let go that tear it up somewhere else. That's funny. That's true. And Isaiah Joe dominated during summer league last year. Yeah. Oh man. Um. But okay, uh, I kind of want to get into uh, the stuff that's been going on uh, with the roster and all the rumors and everything. Um, so last week we talked about um, by this by the show this this coming this show this week if James Harden would be on the squad if we were if we were betting on it we all thought well Eric and I thought that uh, James would probably be gone if we were to bet on it. Matasia said James would still be on the team and he's still here. So um, yeah, one week later, Harden is still 76er. Um, there's been speculation that the Sixers could be extremely patient with this process to the point where some analysts see Harden returning to the Sixers um, if Maury and Philly do not like any of the offers. Um, also, I mean, there's been that, that the Michael Rubin white party that uh, happened this past weekend. You saw pictures of Harden hugging Tobias and Embiid. And then I think Maxie tweeted out um, like yesterday, like uh, a gif from, from uh, Lion King, uh, Hakuna Matata. Everyone's assuming that all, th- all things are all good with all those guys. Um, that Harden's more has a problem with um, Maury and how that how that stuff transpired with that. Not so much that the team aspect. But what do you guys think of um, of the rumors that he could pot- possibly come back uh, and play one year with the Sixers and uh, that speculation? I, mean, I think it's possible. But I and I said before on in a different interview that I felt they wouldn't get a totally committed James um, if that's the case. But James is also good enough to still be very successful playing that way. That's um, true. Yeah. So I just don't think it could be, it could be very fun for everyone. Um, Cause you, cause we still have right now Tobias free agency. Um, yep. So those guys are one. I mean, everyone's you know talking about them in their last year. They're going to want to perform in their last year. They're going. So yes, how's that going to look? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the problem with people thinking that James might come and dog it. Is that if there's already a lack of interest on other teams for him this year, coming off a year where he was engaged what kind of interests are going to be next year if he just does those, his whole 
I mean, he's, he's going to be a year older, so. That too. I, I think, um, you know, if, if if I'm assuming how James is feeling, it's more about, well, I mean, you all should be taking care of me. Not necessarily worried about everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Yeah, Marks, I did say if he was around after July 1st that he would be here for a while. I just don't see any positive coming from trading him away for peanuts or a bunch of expirings. I just, I think we need to get something of value for Harden and, or it'll be extremely hard to recover from that loss uh, at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing about it. That's what's so interesting to me. And that's where like from James perspective, you don't value me as far as the contract, but you value me as far as being traded. Yeah. Yeah. We like you in like this. We like you in like this range, but any more than that. As you know. saying, so, so you 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 don't like to pay me that much, but you want to trade me for what you don't want to pay me for. And you're seeing that a lot of places. Like I, I read, <laughs> I read Levine speculation. Uh, there, they brought him up in trade talks, but every time he gets brought up, um, Chicago wants a lot for him. So it's like you're 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 throwing these guys' names out there, but the moment. You're actually talking to a team by exchanging goods. Well, we're not that low on him. We're low on him, as in like we'll, we'll get rid of him. We don't think he's a, a future yeah, piece. So, but so that so from a player's perspective, if you value them value them like that in a trade, then why isn't that same value in the negotiations? Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Um, I mean at this point, you know what we talked about months ago. As an absolute worst case scenario, he's opting in and playing on one year for thirty-five million. Like it doesn't sound that bad. Uh, let's say he was a free agent. Let's say it was a one-year deal last year, and then he signed a one-year thirty-five million dollar deal. I don't think that many people would be complaining about it. But I think since his name was brought up in trades and people want the next bit of news to come out so bad, now they want it to happen. Whereas I think if he was just a free agent and signed, I don't think that many people would be complaining. They would think it's a good deal for him for one year. Um, well, I mean, I think it was the fact that everyone knew he could opt out and, he, and, and everyone assumed that he was opting out. Mm -hmm. And the news broke that he was opting in and they were working on the trade. Yeah. So and then it got everyone. We didn't, never, we didn't ask for the information. They gave us the information. I know. I know. I know. What? <laughs> A lot of the we problems. Never, we never had a chance to assume how it was going to go. We were told how it was going to go. A lot of problems with all these situations are that we're being told too much. If, if if Blazers and Heat, for instance, were working on a very quiet deal this entire time and not making it so public, and we didn't know all this stuff, it'd be a different story altogether, right? Just it's all being so publicized out there. Um, as far as James, though, I think the only thing that sucks is it's not really running it back. Though we're missing. I mean, not huge pieces, but we're missing pieces off the bench that we had. So we've lost depth, depth, and we don't have the same exact team now. People that love Nurse that didn't like Doc that much, you can make an argument and say, okay, well, we're getting an upgrade at coaching if you believe that. Is that enough to outweigh the loss of McDaniels, Niang, and uh, Shake? I, I don't know. I mean, on the flip side, the Clippers might get more desperate. Um, if we say we're going to stick with James for a year and maybe they want to up the offer and or maybe you get like another team to jump in at some point to throw in another player that we like. And, you know, I wouldn't mind those either, but I don't I just don't think there's any sense in rushing it. I don't think it I think one year with James is is, is pretty good for the worst case outcome right now. Yeah, the, the one thing I will say, because there's a lot of Sixers fans who are kind of making the same point that you're that you're saying oh we're running it back but we're running it back with you know um guys you know mcdaniels won't be there and the ink won't be there uh milton won't be there no, look at our playoff rotation those guys barely even played besides the yang but you're still not running it back if if you have to change your bench yeah yeah i mean the was a huge part the yeah. played good minutes he played some really good minutes when they when he played uh, McDaniels was was traded, and and the expectations was for him to be there and going forward. Yeah. So you you can't really necessarily look at it and say, well, they didn't play or they didn't play as much or this and that because 
all those guys are one injury away from significant minutes and or starting. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people wanted McDaniels to play more than he did. So yeah. You have a guy who people wanted to play more. You have a guy who played really well when he was thrusted into a starting position in Shake. And you had Niang who, I mean, yeah, he was inconsistent last year, but the two years ago, but last year, he had a lot of big shots. He had a lot of big threes. So I mean he played his role really well. Yeah. And we didn't replace that shooting at all. You know what I'm saying he played his role. That's why he was able to get a contract somewhere else. Yep. yep. Because that team with those two bigs is looking for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy too because McDaniel's nor Shake really broke the bank with their with their deals. And they went Shake was two years, ten million, and then um McDaniels it would four and a half million a year. Was it two years, nine million? So, yeah, around that, yeah. So and Niang got paid. Niang got paid, and he also go deeper. Matisse got paid, but the other two didn't really break the bank. So I mean, it wasn't Matisse like he's got to do with this. Now I was going to say you're bringing Viable back into this. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying. I mean, we traded Matisse because we wanted to get below the apron. Okay, right? that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, I mean, I think it's the years. Also. Yeah, what did Matisse get? Three, but one's a player. Saying, option, years from all those guys that you named. Yeah, everyone. Everyone was Sixers close. not only offered those guys one year deals. Oh, I think that's all we're. Yeah, I think that's all we're offering. That's why Reed's taking so long. It's it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting why we want to keep that next year fresh. I mean, is the free agent is the free agent pool that good next year? I mean, I I don't understand why we want to have while we're just ba- ba- banking on next year. For me, I'm just scared of the fact that we're kind of waving a white flag for this year. We're going to kind of have a patch. We're kind of line up and then. Next year, we're going to go all in when NBC. It's not a white running. flag. You just said we're running it back. How is it a white flag? Well, now? We're running it back, but running it back with what? Like with half our bench gone? I mean, I, I, I just don't understand. Is next year's free agency that good where we're going to kind of throw up our hands? Like, you know what? I mean, when you say running it back, you're basically talking about the starting starters. The core. Yeah. The core. Yeah. Top yeah. seven or eight guys. Yeah. The core of the team. I guess they're – yeah. I mean – and for the most yeah. part, that's what you have outside of, you know, Niang arguably could have been the seventh guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess, uh, minutes wise, I guess Beverly will take over a lot of those, even though he's not, you know, he's not the shooter Niang is. He hasn't played the same role, but I guess he will take a lot of more minutes from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, our- I mean, you look at Denver, Denver technically ran it back and they added a couple guys. Yeah. And those guys were key guys too. Yeah. Um, Brian Windhorst reported, uh, I think two days ago, that um, well, the last Sixers fans made a joke about it, but he reported that the Sixers that Darren Morey has something up his sleeve. He doesn't know what it is, but he has something up his sleeve. He didn't really say what what it was. Um, but then we signed Montrez Harrell, and so everyone's like, "Oh, it was is this what Brian Windhorst is talking about?" <laughs> I, I doubt it, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That could be long term. It could be this year. Who knows what that even means? How, how long's that sleeve? You know. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll see. Hmm. Um. So the other um reports, obviously, we Tasia mentioned Dame that whole situation, which uh, it's getting a little. It seems like it's getting a little chippy in the, the Portland uh, with fan yeah, base. I, but I also think the Dame Dame Lillard thing slowed down the James thing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we could be a part of that for all we know. Not for Dame, but we could just be yes, trying so to I, I believe these that slow things down too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some experts still believe that the Sixers could be one of the ones to get Dame Lillard. Uh, Tim Bontemps uh, predicts Dame Lillard will end up being a Sixer. Um, and this will happen by sending assets from uh, Clippers uh, from that we get in the Harden deal to the Blazers along with Tyrese Maxey in exchange for Lou. So that's what he's kind of drummed up. Uh, Brian Windhorst has said on many occasions that the Sixers really value Maxey and will not trade him for uh, for prime Michael Jordan is what he is. Uh, he said, uh, I think he was joking a little bit, but um, essentially, yeah, he's off any uh, any trade block. He's, he's off it. We're not trading him for anybody. Um, so my question is, would you guys rather have a team of Lillard and Embiid or Maxey? Another star, mm-hmm. obviously lesser than Lillard. Uh, and Embiid, or um, yeah, so are we just a better team with Lillard instead of Maxi and Harden? This is kind of my question when it comes to that because Sixers fans are all kind of all over the place when it comes to this Lillard uh, speculation. Um, I don't know. I just want a team that can 
get us past the second round. I mean, whatever <laughs> that team's going to be. I mean, that's what we all want, right? Yeah. Um, like this, the speculation is it could work either way. I mean, but this team that we had was, was good enough. They just had to win one more game out of two yeah. to, to accomplish that. So I, I think to me at the end of the day, it's all about getting guys that's going to be committed to what you're trying to do going moving forward. Yeah. Whatever that is. Um, I like both ways. I wouldn't necessarily have to choose, like to choose one over the other because the other pieces around would matter. Yeah. Making that. So it's kind of hard to assume which one would be better and not really knowing the full package. Yeah. That word speculation, Eric. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to see what a team will look like just swapping Harden and Maxi for Dame. Let's just say it's either the current team, which is Harden, Maxi, some combination of Melton, Tobias, Embiid, or let's say Lillard, Melton, Harris, Tucker, and Embiid. I'd say I'd rather, I think I'd rather have the first starting five. It just makes us a better overall, more balanced team. Um, plus, I'm just, I, I know it's all about the window with Embiid right now. So it's stupid to be like, well, Lillard's making 60-something a year when he's 36 years old. I mean, I don't see Lillard declining that much. I mean, he will get, you know, a step slower here and there. But um, so you look at Lillard and MB combining for, what, almost 70 points between them. Um, probably puts a little more added pressure on Tobias to kick up his scoring. It really puts a pressure on everyone else to kick up their scoring. Um, Melton, we need to score more. Um and you're going to have less depth if you do that. So the guys you do have are all going to have to score, you know, five to seven more points a game to equal what Maxi and Harden gave you. So, it, yeah, it's it's tough, man. Um, I wouldn't yeah. complain if we got Lillard, obviously. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I don't know, man. So with the, the Dame speculation, so he's saying right now, he's saying he doesn't want to go anywhere else. He wants to go to Miami. Um, I think he also said, I think a report came out today that he will, if he does go to where he's, if he's traded to a team, that's not Miami. He's not going to report to anything. He's not going to, he's not going to do You know, He's not going to kind of participate in anything. My question is, um, if a team were to trade, um, let's say the Sixers were the team to trade for Dame, um, and there's a potential that he would be a disgruntled star on our team, or maybe even is just a, a one year thing you play and then and dip out the next year. Would he be worth a chance for that? Like if we were to, to trade for him, would he be worth kind of risking that a guy who may not want to play at all? Cause we're kind of, and that's the thing we're kind of risking that right now with James, if he does come back and he it is, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're making that, you may make it move any move for Dang Lillard, he has to be on board with one to be there. Yeah. So you can't make that move without getting some kind of confirmation about that. So I guess it'd be a no then because he's him and his agent are telling everybody, don't trade for me. I only want Miami. And you can't make that move then. Uh, there's been a lot of back and forth on this period, uh, Eric. What are your what, what's your take on just in general what's happening here with a player saying with a player signing a long-term deal, extending, and then saying, I only want one team, and that's it. And I won't go anywhere else and I'll be unhappy. So don't trade for me. A lot of people were saying that the Blazers a player, a player commits to a team long term and the team trades him and without giving him a choice. So it's about four, five, six, seven, eight guys, whatever in this league that has a little juice. Why people get mad when they use it? Do you think there's a compromise to be made though? Because it's, I, I go back and forth on this. I, th I think, okay, if you trade him to Charlotte, yeah, I'd be pissed off if I was Dame. Like, I don't do me like that. I, I, I've been good to you, right? But to say trade me to a contender, but not one team. Like Philadelphia is a contender in the East. It's not a bad city to be in. You have the MVP with you. He'd come to a, a, a team that was very close to contending for a title and 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 dog it for a, with a good team. I understand Charlotte are really bad. We, we really don't know because 
maybe he said, if you're not trading me to Miami, I'll just stay here. Yeah. Well, I think the speculated report was he just would be – he'd be unhappy and he wouldn't report to training camp, I think was a story. So, which is – yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on that. I, I'm I, saying I, if you're a team and they're telling you that, then why would you trade for them? That's, that's the problem. And that's why Miami's not giving him any decent offer because they know they almost have to yeah, trade him. He'll end up in Miami. That's where he'll end up. Yeah. Well, I mean – it's just a matter of which third or fourth team is going to be involved in the trade. That's my opinion. Yeah. It's apparently Tyler Hero and uh, Duncan Robinson aren't doing it for uh, Portland. <laughs> I feel like that's a, that's a trade combination we've heard for a long time from uh, Miami. Yeah, I mean, what, what are they expecting to get from think, from the teams that you've heard about? What are they expecting to get? Portland said they, 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 what, what do they say they want? They say they want one or two young players and four firsts. Tyler Hero is not a young player. It's a young player on a. They might was, like it, was, it, was, it, was it just young player? I thought it was that they, they wanted one or two like young star, maybe, maybe young young promising player or something like that. Yeah, young young promising player. Yeah, where are you gonna get that? No, that's why. That's why Winor said the best chip on the block right now is uh, Maxi, because he's young, he's good, and he hasn't even signed a deal yet. So you have him on. You just team. drafted a kid, number two or three. I know. I know. That's basically going to play the same way. Mm-hmm. I know. And they have Simon, so like they they yeah, have. I don't. A- I don't. I don't. I don't see how. Why, why you would make that trade with Maxi and you got Simon and you just drafted him. I know. That's yeah, kind of, I guess that as pure, pure asset, maybe they'll just trade Maxi somewhere else. They, 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 they think they can get more draft picks for Maxi down the line. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. No, I just don't see it happening with the Sixers. And then Brooklyn, so they'll get involved and take Hero, but then they also want stuff so for taking on Hero. So it's like... Yeah. Well, and they want somebody, to, somebody will take Ben. Eventually, yeah. somebody will take them. Yeah, but I think that team also wants assets. I mean, they may, may need a place like Miami, man. Get some spoon yeah. in the Pat Riley structure, make that kid an all-star again. Might be what he needs, man. It's true. It's true. Him and Bam on the floor, though, we got like a combined like 10% from three-point. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. They win. Dame's gonna have to. They go. They go past the second round. <laughs> they do. Yeah, that's true. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Find all you want, but I'm just saying they go past the second round. No, it's true. It's true. I. I hey. hey, look, I, I get why he wants to go there. They've been to more finals than we've been to conference finals in the last four years. Aw. I, I I get why he wants to go there. I, I, I'm no just saying so we can't clown a team that's doing that. Like. Like we gotta be honest. Like we can't how are we clowning them. True. Yeah. <laughs> but Butler didn't want to leave Joel. Butler would love to play with Joel. So I think it's funny that Dame doesn't want to play with a guy that the that who wants to play that the best player on the team he does want to go to wants to play with. So it's like it's just Yeah, funny but that. Dame is also a number one option and Jimmy was, was okay not being the number one option. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Which goes back to our all star or a superstar talk, Tej. Dame comes over there. It, it really doesn't go back there. No, you it doesn't because he didn't name Dame Lillard on that list. <laughs> huh? You never said Dame Lillard on that list. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is Dame Lillard not a superstar? Yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Mark, if he goes to Miami, I, I think if he goes to Miami five years younger, I think he would be a superstar. He's if he goes there. to Miami five, if he went to Miami when he was twenty like seven, he's, I mean he's he's up there. I mean it's hard to say. Like Dane is is up there, but he's sort of a tricky guy because it's like, do you consider him like Steph and LeBron? Even though talent wise, or maybe what the success he's had, he could be right behind Steph. But from a whole package, do you consider him that, or is it? Because of the market he's in, is he like that? If if Dame Lillard would have did what he did in New York City, yep. 
it would be different. Yep. That's all I'm saying. It's true. If you, going, did, if you played like that in New York City or L.A., it would be different. If we're going by the criteria of is he worth paying a ticket for, absolutely. Dame's really fun to watch. He'd be yeah. really fun live. So if it's just a pure, like, you pay money to see him, then yes, yeah. I would say he's a superstar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, a lot of people aren't knocking down, you know, not a lot of a lot of fans aren't saying, hey, I got to see when Portland's playing. Yep. And that's not – Knock on him. That's just it's not on them. Doesn't have really. I'm saying the team doesn't really have a big following like some of these other teams does. Yeah, let's put it this way: if you paid a lot of money for the Portland tickets when they come to town, and Dame is not playing, you're really pissed off. Disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how I felt the last four times I've gone to see him beat and he didn't play. But it's interesting though because like before Curry. In Golden State, this is what superstar does, right? Because like they had those years with the Monte Ellis team, so you had the Baron Davis era, and then Monte Ellis came over, and that was kind but, of the but Golden State always did well fan wise in the arena. They've always yeah, that's true. Um, the difference with them was people that started liking them that wasn't quote unquote from the Bay Area. Yeah, so they brought in fan bases from you know everywhere. Mainstream, you know, Golden State and all of that. So that's what mm-hmm. they, they locally has always performed well from a fan standpoint. But the whole Bay Area is only one team. It's yeah. not like LA where you got two teams. It's, it's just one team. So that's true. Sure. Um, they always did well. And it's a heavy basketball area. But there are rumors that Lillard wanted to go there before they traded for Paul. Yeah. Which that got people were killing that because everyone everyone keeps going back to the whole running from the grind comment that he gave Paul George and he wanted to go to Golden State, which is you know, um, that's a grind now. Is yeah. it a grind? If Lillard went to the the Warriors, it'd be a grind. Yes, yeah. <laughs> be yeah. fun to watch. <laughs> and it's his hometown too. I'm sure that also. Yeah. That's what's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I think. See, I think it, why I like the whole him coming to Philly because I think other than everyone, all the analysts pretty much said basketball fit wise, Philly is like up there, top two, right? But beside that, off the court stuff, you kind it still would be considered a grind. You'd be responsible if we went past the second round. You Lillard would get a lot, if not all, the credit for taking us past the second round. So it would it would sort of still be a grind for him, even though he's going to a contender with the MVP. Um, and Philly's kind of the villain, right? And after this, he will be looked at like a villain uh, across the NBA. So Philly's a good place to go to if you want to keep if you want to embrace the villainhood and still grind and compete. But you know, Miami. Yeah, yeah. Miami or South Beach. Yeah, I believe it's Miami. Has Lillard ever gone past the second round of the playoffs? Yes. He has? I thought they lost in the conference finals to Golden State one year. I don't yeah. remember. I have to look that up. Just to say that, that'd be interesting, too, if he's never gone past the second round coming to yeah, a team. I think they, they went to the conference finals one year and just they lost. I don't know what year it was. You look that up, Tejo? No, I can't, though. Oh. Be nice for him to unite with another team if that were if that were the case, but I'm gonna say I, I think Eric's probably right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Eric on this one. Yeah, I have to. Give me. We can go to the next topic. I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Uh, so next topic. Uh, everyone's been talking about Joel Embiid being uh, amongst one of the next stars to request uh, a trade out of his current team, um, but. Uh, yeah, and he had a tweet this past week, uh, cryptic tweet where he just said the watcher. So Joel continues to do his trolling on Twitter by just doing random things like just writing the watcher. Uh, some people interpreted it like Dame Time, the watch kind of thing. Um, yeah. just, who knows what the heck that was? But um, yeah, so uh, Sean Devaney of the Heavy recently wrote an article saying that Embiid has given no indication of frustration and isn't likely to ask out. In the article, he wrote, "quote He is a different kind of character." Um, and just based on everything with, uh, with, um, 
Embiid, the, the kind of the history that he has with the Sixers. Uh, he also mentioned that Embiid's still upset that the Sixers got rid of Sam Hinkie in that article, which just shows you how kind of uh, tied to the organization Embiid is, which is awesome. Um, so my question to you guys is, how much uh, do we benefit having a star player who gives his management so much slack and flexibility um, to try and get creative when changing the team over as much as Philly has? Um, and how careful do the Sixers have to be moving forward to try to make sure that Embiid is happy uh, in the in the situation? We got to do all we can to win. So I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to um, are they as committed to winning as they say they are. I think that's what it's going to come down to because he'll get his contract. But are we committed to trying to win a championship like they say and do those actions meet those words? That's what it's going to, that's what's going to dictate it. And would you say right now, so far this off season that that would indicate that we are about trying to win a championship? <laughs> I don't know. It's not a finished product. I mean, I think you have, so much speculation on two guys that are entering the last year of their deal. So until that's kind of resolved, um, we don't know. But right now, the team as is, um, I'm sure those guys in the locker room feel that they can win. They felt it last year. Yeah. Now, um, this answer kind of ties back to the first question for me because it's not, it's not just trading hard, right? They have to consider – how many other moves we have to make in order to make us competitive and not waste a year of Embiid's prime. Um, you want to stay, stay financially flexible, but at the same time compete for a title. And it's hard to do those things at the same time. So we're kind of seeing this apparent plan to open up cap space, but that doesn't, if I'm hearing that as Embiid, I would not be happy about that. Cause that just means what a, a pause year. That's not encouraging at all. So I would think that, they're telling them to hold on and keep it together for another year. Um, but again, the floor of this current team right now is what should it be Boston to go on to the Eastern conference finals. So it's not a bad floor to have for what your team is right now. Um, this team should have a lot of people say they should have won. I mean, we should have taken that series. So um so that's the floor. Then the only move, the moves we need to make would be raising that and then raising the ceiling, which would be a championship. I don't know if you can have a 50-50 balance between competing for a title and staying financially flexible. I think I just think it's too hard. They're, they're obviously trying to by getting all these one-year players, but I think that's probably why they're really pausing on taking any Harden trade that comes up because it's a big move you're making here. And how many more moves do you have to make after that? If you get Terrence Mann and Powell and expirings and first-round picks, that's not moving the needle for this team. So then you have to make another move with those assets and trade those players. And it's just – it's a huge mess. That's why, you know, we better hope Wendy's right when he says, yeah, Maury has something up his sleeve because if he doesn't, Embiid's not going to be that patient for that much longer. I think he's got one more offseason after – I think next after next year – MB will if, if there's no progress there, MB will will go to management and and ask to go. You, you think you you think you would request to, to leave? It depends I on how the season. I think it depends on how the season goes. Oh, so you think it's like this season? I think, that I think it's a yearly basis from here on out. Yeah. I mean, how how uh, let's say we keep our roster. Let's say we we can't find a hard deal, and he goes to M Joel, and he's like, look. It's a great team. We should have won it last year. Let's just let's just run this back. Say it doesn't it doesn't work. All right. Well, Joel, it just didn't work. Let's uh, go back to the well and see what we got. It's like, man, how many? I mean, you just can't do it with me here. It's not happening. And especially if guys like Lillard are doing it, that makes it that much more likely that MB will eventually do it too. And what Lillard's thirty two. Joel's what twenty nine. He'll be thirty right? next next offseason. He'll be thirty. So 30. We'll see. One more year for that 31. He's coming very close to the Lillard age. And a lot of people said Lillard did it too late. That's what a lot of criticism has been. You should have done it years ago, right? So that's where Embiid is right now. Yeah, I, I think with Lillard, he should have did it once they traded CJ. Once they traded CJ, then you, you knew what they were doing. 
Because he extended after that, didn't he? Did yeah. he sign an extension for two years? That's when he should have been like, time, time, time to, time to go. But look, every movie made so far looks like we're saving up for something. If not a trade and moving up parts, then to retool next season, which is that sounds crazy. Yeah. So not if- extending, not extending Maxi. Not going any beyond one or two years for Harden and not putting up the dough. All one-year deals that we're doing, it all looks like we're just saving up a big load of cash. I don't know what for. for gonna, yeah, that's what it's saying. Like. Throw $50 million in OG and Anobi. I mean, like that, that's going to solve our problems. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, man. That's what I'm saying. It's just so, it's so many uncertainties. Like We just assume it. Yeah. Guessing. And maybe I also thought of this too. So maybe Maury's like, we have a new coach. Let's see if we can take the same core and if new guys in the locker room with our assistants, new assistants and nurse can do something more with what we did. Cause we were so close. If we just have an edge and maybe coaching to get us over the hump, maybe we can get to that next round. I, I don't know. Again, more speculation. Yeah. That's what Keith Pompey said today. He said that they feel that the same team uh, was so close to winning it last year. They feel like with a coach who makes better in-game adjustments can be the, the thing that kind of puts them over the edge. That's but they're not sure of that. Otherwise, they would have signed Harden to a deal. Yeah. Well, so like just, it's, a, it's a one year. Like, Let's see. It's a trial is what it is. Let's see if this works with this. Yeah. One year of letting Nurse uh, kind of uh, coach Doc's squad, and then if that doesn't work, okay, it didn't work. Let's just you know move on with the with the all that cash space we'll have next year. And there you go. And then how long is NB going to be okay with this? Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this. With the cash space that we're opening up, we'll be able to bring on two max players, and then also extend Maxi next year. Is that, is that what? Because that, that's what I, that's what I've read online. Correct. We don't know, but basically what I'm telling you is those guys, if they're getting that much, they're going to have to want to come because. It, the team that they're coming from is going to give them the same amount. So yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. harder than people realize. You know, to look at look at Van Fleet with Houston. They ended up paying him, I think, ten to fifteen more than everyone expected him to get on the open market. Man, so you know, are we the Rockets? No, but still, guys, that's been the Rockets. All their young, all their best players are young and having. Their contracts aren't up yet, but yeah. so they can pay guys up until that point. It's a minimum. It's a minimum amount you have to spend too in the NBA. So you have to. Remember. Yeah, uh, six to seven years uh, service starts at forty-two and a half. I believe. No, I'm saying it's a minimum amount of salary that teams have to spend. Year oh, oh yeah, a salary floor. Well, you yeah, have yeah. to pay people. Yeah, but even like the other way too. Like you have to spend. I think the minimum for a max. For six to seven years is 42 and a half. And then it jumps to, I think, I think eight or nine years. I think nine years service goes to like 47 or 48. So, no, we wouldn't be able to afford two of those guys. We'd be able to afford like one of those guys and like another 20, $25 million player. Hmm. Well, and, and, and then sign Maxi and then forget about your salary cap and your aprons from there on out. We'd be, we'd be way over at that point. Yeah. Um, so talking about, so yeah, to, to end the show. Um, so we have done some things. We've, we mentioned some of the one-year deals we we've, uh, we've uh, uh, given out. Uh, so we've, we've brought in three guys, one guy's returning, um, which has kind of shocked everybody uh, last night. But um, so the Sixers have signed Pat Bev, Mo Bamba, um, who's MB's one of MB's closest friends. They work out with each other. Um, they have the same uh, Drew Hanlon. They're both the they're shooting coach. Um, and then obviously we brought back Montrez Harrell last night, which a lot of people were shocked by that. Um, and also in that same report, when we did sign Montrez Harrell, the Sixers um, have still every intention of re-signing Paul Reed to a contract. So we'll see with that. But what are your thoughts and feelings on these uh, moves we've made so far? I mean, Pat Bev, I understand. I mean, you can always see he can fit, play the guard position, scrappy, bring a different energy to the team in the locker room. Um, as far as the bigs, not sure. I guess you need a, you know, a center. I 
and Mobamba, young guy, would take a chance on him. Yeah. Um, Montrez Harrell, uh, I guess, is a guy that you you have that was already in your system that could be a a player if needed. So I don't I don't necessarily see a knock on the move. I don't think the move should be made um, in place of Paul Reed. I think it, you know, in addition to him, you have a guy that's if he's okay with his role and he's okay filling in when when need be, then I don't I don't see a problem with it. Do you think with the signing of Harrell and then getting Bomba, do you think this means that we we'd be more inclined to if we did sign Reed to move him to backup four, seeing how we also didn't replace Niang? I could see him playing more forward, yeah. Because we have, then we'd have like four, we'd have like four or fives at that point. It's you know, I think um, he should, he can play some five, but I think they're probably envisioning him playing more forward. Yeah, I like the bomb move. Um, one year and off the books, he shot well for Orlando. I think he had two straight years of like 39 percent. He did not shoot well with the Lakers, but if he can go back to that. Orlando time of protecting the rim and shooting 38%. That's a good move. As your that's, a, that's, that's a great time to take a look. Yeah, it's a good buy low on him. Um, what was the average? Like 11 and 8, like three years ago. So, I mean, you know, granted he was playing 30 minutes a game, but still. Um, I like, I agree with Eric. I like the Bev move one year and off the books. Great team guy. Um, Good defender, another dog, and, and if we did throw in Tucker to a deal, we'd still have a dog on our roster, which is good. Always got to have one of those guys. Um, Harold, I'm not going to kill like everyone online. Um, the best explanation I've seen is that they had a wink, wink deal to say, "Hey, opt out, go see if you can find a better contract, and if not, we'll bring you back." Because I think signing him instead of him opting in, we saved eight hundred thousand. So. In that respect, yeah, that makes sense. Um, he's close to Harden. I heard Harden's the one that's kind of responsible for bringing him in in the first place. Who knows? Again, more speculation. Um, all typical low-cost one-year deals, no no future financial obligations. Um, downgrade from Niang, McDaniels, and Shake. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. Um. Before we came on, because um, one thing I, I've kind of read online, um, just the fact that we're bringing in so many bigs, does this mean – this obviously you got your guys' opinion, but does this mean we might kind of scale back Embiid's minutes this year and bring in so many bigs that we actually you know have more reason to – I mean, you have more kind of backup, backup flexibility to kind of uh, give uh, uh, Embiid more rest with having so many bigs. Do you think that could be a possibility? I think it's possible. Because we know he's going to play what, at least sixty-seven games. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I can see that being a possibility. It's needed too. I mean, you want to have him in the playoffs. I mean, I think the more you can give him, cut his minutes down. I think it's it's, it's always helpful, especially if you can do it and still win. Yeah, I know you're a big proponent of the. Of scaling back MB's minutes so he's healthy for the playoffs. You've been you've been one of those. We're, do, we're doing we're doing that with Bomba. Is that, is that, is that what the plan is? Doing oh, it with Bomba. You, you name it. We 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 have, we have five to choose from. <laughs> I would uh I would think it's Bomba. Hey, Bomba killed us. Was that last year? He torched us. Yeah, it was was two, it I think it was two years, two years ago. The seven threes. Yeah, yeah. Um Hey, look, again, if you can go back to – if you're saying every time Embiid's out, we have two years ago version of Bamba, Orlando version of Bamba, I, hey, you can still play him with – if he shoots 38%, you can still play Paul Reed next to him with, with backup four minutes. So yeah. I don't think it's – yeah, I don't think I, – I, it's a low risk, could be high ceiling move for Bamba, yeah. which can, yes, save Embiid some minutes. Yeah. Um. As far as available, oh, by, guys, by the way, guys, uh, 2018 2019 Portland uh, did go to the Western Conference Finals. Oh, lost to Golden State. Yeah, yeah. Um, so everyone keeps talking about how like we're bringing in bigs, not bringing in wings, because that's that was kind of our problem last year, not having that many wings. They kind of go against the, the Jalen Brown and Tatum's of the world. Um, 
there's one guy that's that's out there that's kind of the, the big name that everyone's talking about as far as an available wing is Kelly Oubre. Would that be a guy that the Sixers should be targeting? Forget about the the Harden, whatever trade we, we, we can try to get with that. Would that be a guy we should be targeting or a guy like Bull Bull? I mean, he could help us. I like Kelly Oubre can help us. I think he definitely. Bull Bull, Bull, another big man? Well, he's not. He's not really a big man. He's he. Well, he's, he's a big place perimeter though. But yeah, Kelly Oubre could definitely help us. He I, I would. Yeah, I would lean towards Oubre. I mean, he's a chucker, but you know, it's we need we we, we need more juice off the bench anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a great. I wouldn't. Game. I wouldn't mind it at all. But we got. We got to see what happens with the Reed's contract though, because anyone could swoop in at any time. There's a lot of teams with money still. So. Yeah, yeah. I know Nets fans are clamoring for uh, Paul Reed. I've, I've seen a lot of that. Nets want them to go get a uh, Paul Reed. So, yeah, I don't know. Don't get it. But um, do, you, do you think anything happens in the Harden front or Dame front by the time we meet again next week or no? Same as today. I don't think anything's going to happen from the Harden standpoint until the Dame or Lillard thing is settled. So, Damn. we'll see. Especially for those teams that are going that, that think they have a chance at Lillard who don't can't get make, him. You can't make a move until that's solidified. Yeah. You never know what you're gonna have to include. Wait, everyone's waiting for game time. Yeah. <laughs> Sound good. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, we hope you guys enjoy the episode. We'll see you guys next week and hopefully we can uh get something going with this this hardened trade or something. All right. Take it easy. All right, fellas. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.